Welcome to the Grappling Review, where we talk and nerd about all the grappling news, products, and events that are happening. Uh, this is your regular host, Gabe, uh, and we also have over here the not-so-regular, no. possibly in the future, who knows? I don't know if he's going to be a mainstay, but we'll see. Uh, Danny, introduce wow. yourself. Wow. <laughs> Go, introduce yourself. Oh, this is Danny, also known as Fuego. Apparently Robin, interchangeable oh, yeah. Robin. Well, that's the thing. You're my sidekick, right? And just like Robin, you know, if one right. doesn't work, I'll just get another one. Yeah, right. Don't Jason Todd <laughs> me now. Uh, oh, dude. Yeah, maybe I could do a poll. You know, no, after like no. Ten episodes, that never after ends like well. Ten, after 10 episodes, we're going to do a poll to see if you guys uh, would like me to switch out my Robin for another one. Um, <laughs> Kill me off. yeah that would be funny so uh we are going to be reviewing the well recapping the third coast grappling event that happened this past weekend on saturday um the kumite five and it was it was a pretty interesting event um we had a ton of super fights a lot of really amazing matches i thought that the matches themselves or the matchups themselves were quite amazing um for the most part i think like every single match was really entertaining and some controversy in the end so Mm -hmm. big controversy um overall what did you think about the uh event overall like we're talking overall in the whole night overall uh overall i i thought it was I, i mean i thought it was awesome it was great to see such a big event with a lot of names in it also uh production wise the stream was okay uh, okay. I thought the I thought the commentary was pretty good for the most part. Also, really, they uh, kind of kept it. I'm going to be completely honest. The whole time I thought I was listening to Michael Bisping, the accents <laughs> just. Oh yeah, yeah, I get that. Personally, um, I thought like I had my own qualms as far as like product. Oh, before I continue, guys, uh, if go. you guys hear and sound uh, hear any kind of sound artifacts, keep in mind that we are remote recording we're not in an actual studio since we are still under strict uh sort of strict guidelines here in new york (laughs) and so if you hear any kind of like horns honking you know people fighting dogs barking that's just a normal night in brooklyn so fireworks yeah fireworks and all that stuff so uh, i apologize but we will do our best to keep uh, the audio as pristine as possible for you guys so continue sorry uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, do they contribute a lot to it? Maybe not, but I thought sometimes they were funny. You know, I, I had some, I, I have some issues with Third Coast Grappling's, uh, production. I can understand when you kind of start an, uh, a new event and start and or a new promotion and all that stuff, especially when it comes to streaming and, and, and all the lights and the glitz and the glamour where you can kind of mess up early on and make some mistakes. But by this point, I feel like they should have figured out their mistakes. And this is, yeah, I think the third or fourth, you know, event in a row where they have streaming issues, either from the get or throughout this time, they oh, didn't yeah, really no, have I, I, streaming issues throughout, but it took a whole half hour before to start the event because they had streaming issues. Oh, um, see, I didn't know that. So I ended up watching like the, Afterwards, I didn't. I didn't get a chance oh, to watch it live, so I didn't know oh, that man. they had people waiting and stuff. Dude, the entire Flow Grappling community was all like, 
you know oh. what the heck is going on like you know some were asking for refunds and stuff because it was yeah, supposed bro. to start over here on the east coast at eight ended up starting at 8 30 um, you pay 80 dollars for a pay-per-view and that and that doesn't start because yeah, i mean of like it's not production. 80 dollars it's not 80 dollars but at the same time like again like at this you point pay for you something right kind of have your 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 stuff together and their stream was down you know, yeah. then they rescheduled for 8.30 or maybe, yeah, it was 30 minutes. It was 8.30. They started at 8.30 or 8.40, something like that. Anyway, they started much later than 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 scheduled. And then the video quality in the beginning wasn't great, as well as the audio commentary. So the commentary for the for the announcers was very muscled, sound like it was walkie-talkie and stuff. So personally, I didn't think, um, you know, quality-wise, from a production standpoint, I didn't think that it was up to par. Only because, right. you know, you have your competitors like fight to win and who's number who's number one, which is, you know, I, I guess pretty much put on by the fight to win team. But right. it's a flow grappling event. Right. Um, you also got to take into consider maybe budgeting. I mean, maybe just, they don't have the money to be putting on stuff like that. Right. They definitely have the money because of the oh, amount. So then, first of all, yeah, they have the money. They have the money. They have the money because they have the money to like fly all these grapplers out. They're doing events like every couple, like every three weeks. Is like the other event was like three or four weeks ago. So they have the money for it, you know. So um, I think that like it's a bit unacceptable when like you have example of how to do it right. You know, when your competitors are doing it, then it's your job to at least meet those expectations. So, um, but match quality was pretty good. I think the matches were really well. Um, even the even the undercard matches were a lot of them were very exciting. Even though I, w- I was really kind of focused on the tournament and especially the uh, the super fights, which we'll I'll touch on a little bit. Um, before we go, we you know I think uh, we had our in when we did our uh, kind of preview last week, we talked a little bit about how we thought the tournament was going to go, and I think for the most part it ended up uh, panning out the way that we expected. But there was one change in the uh event which was um cave rotulo took the spot of um jonathan gracie who was supposed to compete against vitor Oliveira, which i was really excited to see uh jonathan gracie against vitor Oliveira. i thought that uh it was going to be an exciting match i wasn't mm-hmm. bummed out that Cade wasn't there but i didn't think that i thought that like taking jonathan out was gonna like kind of take away a little bit of that side of the bracket you know yeah um but I'm glad that I was proven wrong because Cade put on a show. Cade put on a hell of a show. So yeah, it was cool to have two brothers in there too. Yeah, so it was cool. It, it, it was really cool to see because you have Roberto Jimenez and Talon who trained together and are like brothers uh, on either side of the bracket, and then you had Cade and Tyro Tulo, actual brothers. On, yeah, actual brothers who are on, on either side of the bracket. So there was a lot of drama involved here. Yeah. Um. But anyway, we're gonna get started with uh, kind of our recap. Um. Hugo Marquez against Roberto Jimenez, first match of the uh, the night of the uh, Coupete portion, and that one kind of went pretty much how we expected. Um, it was a slaughter. Yeah, I mean, not to take anything away from Hugo, but you know, Roberto Roberto is even though he's a new black belt, he already looks like a very like a seasoned veteran. So yeah, especially in the competition, up. like he just everything he did. Well, yeah, he was able to impose his will. He was able to kind of like do what he wanted. He went around to the back, just like I called it. He finished with a rear naked choke, just like I called it. Danny? Yeah, just like you called it. Was I wrong? 
No, you weren't yeah. wrong. I never said you weren't going to be wrong. I did not agree. I'm just saying. I'm just okay, saying. yeah, you called it. You called it. Yeah. I'm just saying. Um, in the following matchup, we had a a, a like a, a surprising turnout, turn of events, right? When you had Vitor Oliveira against Kate Rotulo. And do you remember how that did, how it went to overtime? But it was because Vitor had scored points on Kate, right? Yeah. And uh, it was and it was pretty early on too, right? Yeah, it was early on. Although I would say that Cade, being like such a technical grappler, he was able to kind of like move really well against somebody like Vitor, who was like really putting on pressure, and it looked right. like he had like size on him and everything, you know. I mean, he kind of just stayed, he stayed inverted a lot for most of that too, yeah. which was kind of cool to watch. So, how did you feel about the decision in the overtime? Because Cade ended up winning that match by ref's decision. I think a split decision, right? Um, where a lot of people on the flow grappling commentary were kind of like, yeah, even it, like the, the announcers were saying it too. They were just like, Oh, it's got to go to Oliveira. It's got to go to Oliveira. Oh, you know what? This is another gripe that I have. It was with a the split announcers. decision. It was a split the decision. announcers, the announcers, the issue that I have with the announcers is that like, I know that they are grapplers themselves and, 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 you know, also want to have like some sort of like, you know, good color commentary and stuff like that. But, they, I think they did way too much to be impartial, to, to, to not be impartial. They did, they, you know, gave too much of their opinion on who they thought should have won and stuff like that. And it's not your job yeah. as an announcer to be trying to skew the public. You can give your opinion on who you think could win. But once the decision is read, you know, leave it, leave it out there. Let the public decide. It's not your job to kind of be, it almost seemed like they were trying to skew the, the 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 opinion of the decision and stuff like that right. and and when you're working for the the promotion that doesn't help the promoters you know and that's gonna we're gonna kind of get into that later on when it comes to the final because the, that that controversy that we talked about happened in the final if you didn't catch you know the event itself um i thought that k definitely won that if you base it off of just the overtime which is what was supposed to happen um as far as was judging because yeah I thought, when it, I thought they were saying it's supposed to be like the whole the match as a whole not just the overtime no if i'm not mistaken if i'm not mistaken if it goes to overtime and it goes to the ref's decision they're supposed to only base it off of the overtime oh okay so and i mean i i still thought he won it but this is also this is also another issue where i felt like the commentators themselves weren't as and as well as the referees i feel like they weren't as knowledgeable as they should be on the rules right. and regulations of the event. Right. And I, um, I think that's that's something people touched upon also, just the fact that yeah. you know, people come here and they're not even sure of the rules. They're they're thinking they're coming they're yeah, man. one rule set and not all of them and not this one specifically. Yeah. So I, I personally did think that Cade won that match just because he was he was a little bit more aggressive in the overtime. Like Vidor definitely was more aggressive and he obviously scored points in the first round, but when it came to the overtime, I think that Cade, you know, definitely was advancing more putting more pressure uh i don't really really recall how exactly but ended but i remember i remember that i thought that kate definitely deserved that win so i mean that, that kind of going back to what you just said about the whole like them skewing or like trying to skew the i guess maybe the publics because we're the only ones really listening yeah like when they were like oh well, you got to go to Oliveira. my first thought was really okay, yeah okay. i know yeah like, Maybe yeah. Yeah, I mean I again, I, like I had missed yeah. something. Like I, 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 I didn't agree with them on that. One. I mean, the thing is that it makes sense that like if you're gonna go into the overtime and you're gonna base it off of like a ref's decision, it 
you're resetting the match. You know, you're resetting the round. Anything that happened right. in the first round, the only consequence of the first round is who gets to choose where the overtime starts. You don't base your decision off of the first round. I believe that's that's been stated by uh, the Third Coast Grappling Rules. Um, but even so, like, this is it's just like ADCC. And ADCC, when you go to overtime, they base their rules off of the overtime performance. Right. You know, because obviously in regulation... They didn't do. They didn't hit their mark. They didn't do what they were supposed to do. So you don't base it off of that when you reset. Um, but I could be wrong. I guess maybe I should read up on the three CG rules too. I might be confusing it with ADCC rules. Right. Um, I, next, again, I, I thought maybe yeah. I heard that they had said that that it was as a whole. But I feel like even again, it, it, it doesn't change my like yeah what I think the the final what it should have yeah been. yeah yeah for sure. Um. Anyway, now match number three. This your potential picks... match of the night. That's true. That is, yeah. Oh That's man, you, you know what? Like, I, I do, I, I do still want to kind of say that this is. Oh man, I do still want to pick this as the fight of the night personally because I thought that like, you know, there was a lot of action, a lot of drama. There was uh between like Johnny Tama and and Renato Canudo, mainly because Canudo put Tama in danger really early on. He went for a leg so, lock like within the first thirty seconds, I think. He went for a leg lock. Uh, it, it was just there was a lot of danger early on, you know. Um, yeah. and and I thought that like, you know, based off of that, like you know, it was just a really exciting match from beginning to end. Yeah. Um, and I'll tell you why it's my fight of the night versus uh the later match um for me it's because from beginning to end including the overtime there was excitement there was action non-stop right so that's why it takes my vote but anyway this one also ended kind of a little bit in controversy because so they, they the way, was it the whole thing with the ref and like he had given him the, po- yeah, him the so, points and then took it away it was so so we'll explain how everything went into the overtime but like in regulation again it was a back and forth uh canudo had the points i believe so yeah, what a sweep in yeah so then in overtime he got the choice which they started standing i believe was it i think they started standing didn't they do you remember i want to say yeah I, I remember someone commenting oh well, why are we starting like this who starts like this? so it pretty could be right yeah standing. do you think do you know if like canudo started in close guard I almost I feel like they so. started in close guard. Did I don't he? remember now. But regardless, at, at some point, like it, whether they started in close guard or they started standing, they ended up uh, ended kind of up disengaging. Yeah. And in the overtime, you saw Johnny really kind of fighting for the guard pull. He was really trying to uh, like do the guard pull because he he has a really aggressive open guard. It's it's literally the title of his latest uh you know DVD on BJJ Fanatics, which is awesome by the way. Um, the uh, aggressive open guard. So that's really his game. So he was looking to pull guard and he kept pulling guard. And sometimes they would give him the uh, guard pull. And sometimes they, they would say they, they don't count it as a guard pull. So they would ask him to stand up. And so, you know, Canuto recognizing this, he's kind of like baiting Johnny or like trying to jump in. And then when he sees Johnny trying to like make a grip to pull guard, because the proper guard pull, you need to have a grip um, yeah, as back. you pull guard. He would just pull back. Um, forcing to stand up again. Um, so the match ended with the referees, with Johnny uh, attempting a guard pull. He sat down. Canuto looks at the refs to kind of like, hey, like, you know, whatever, and this, that, and the other. And then Johnny 
the refs never asked Johnny to stand up or wave him up or anything like that, or just didn't give him, him like a, a warning or anything. And then, so Canuto engages with Johnny, and then the refs call that a takedown. They give yeah. they give Canuto two points for the takedown. Um, as soon as Canuto engages with Johnny, now my issue with this, and the reason I say it's controversial, is because if if the ref is doesn't consider that a guard pull, he has to let Johnny know, like, nope, I, it's not a guard pull, so that Johnny can stand up. Right. If the ref doesn't wave it off to Johnny, then Johnny needs to assume that the referee is allowing it's called that it a to successful be a guard, guard pull. Yeah. Exactly. You know, so you can't really put that on Johnny himself. You know, so I, I, it's 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 a little controversial from from that perspective. And they didn't and, address that at all, did they? I I mean, there's controversy later, and they address that, but I don't think I heard anything. No, about they didn't this address one. that at all because I think there was no real protest. You know, with the controversy that happened at the end of the night, there was a lot of protest. Um, you saw like Galba protesting, and again, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. But with this one, you know, I felt like it was a little bit unfair because if it had gone the distance. I think that Johnny might have been able to pull it off simply because if that overtime happened the exact same way the entire the, the entire overtime where where Johnny is trying to engage and pull guard engage and pull guard and Canuto is stepping back and almost kind of fleeing mm-hmm. um it, it you can you can make the case that that Johnny was being the aggressor and he could have won that match so you know but then again don't leave it into the rest decisions uh, that's very true. Yeah, and especially in the golden point rule, you know, portion, the overtime portion, any little point's going to count. So, now, after that, we had the other Rotulo, Ty Rotulo against Oliver Taza. And, man, this was another one of those matches that was pretty amazing to see because Oliver Taza, he, he's very skilled. He's one of, he's a member of the the, the Donaher Death Squad, you know, um, mm-hmm. super legit. And... Ty Rotulo just put the work on him. Yep. Ty, like, freaking, he really, like, he really showed that he's very adept at his leg entanglement defense. Mm-hmm. Didn't really allow Oliver to, to move or anything like that. And then he just, like, started racking up points on, on Taza, man. Um, it's It was kind of surprising to see, don't you think? I also, like, towards the end when he was, like, he needed, like, one more point to finish, it, it did kind of seem like Taza gave up a little bit also. like it's kind of Right, like, but you know what? I actually thought, I actually wanted to see that. So they have another rule that it's, like, uh, the um, uh, the tech fall rule, right? So uh-huh. if if you, the first person to score 12 points automatically wins the match also, which right. is really interesting. And so then Ty was putting on the work, and he got all the way to 11 to 0 on Taza. Yep, and he just needed one more point, and I think that if I remember correctly, Ty could have done it super easy. I think there was like just, um, like, a f- I don't remember exactly, but I know that it was a really simple, just stand up and you'll get the extra point, or do a knee on belly and you get the extra point and you yeah, win the match. That he went for like a back take. Yeah, I think he like he he scrambled out to something else. I got to see that again because I do want to see like how he. You know, he told her, I really would have loved to have seen someone get tech fall. I think it's a little bit embarrassing. Uh, you know, nothing against Taza, but it's it, it is kind of a little bit like, you know, like oh my god, like I don't I know. I think I'd ra- it's, it's, I, I think essentially a it's a mercy rule. It's a mercy rule, and he yeah, like, I'd rather no, get submitted. Yeah, I'd rather get yeah. submitted than teched, right? Yeah. Like it's like 
That guy scored so many points on me with that. I don't even deserve to allow him to submit. Isn't that points. what happened? Didn't didn't he end up getting the rear naked on that? Yeah, yeah, he ended up. Yeah, uh, so, he ended so up he, in over. So he, yeah, and he legit let it happen. He was like, "All right, just yeah. tap, I'll tap. I'll tap." For well, he he went to well, he went to the overtime. Yeah, yeah, he went to the overtime and then submitted, I believe. Um, so yeah, you know, so that that does it for the prelims. Now we got the semifinals, and in the semifinals, in the first side, in the you know, um, in side A, you have Jimenez versus Kid Rotulo. Which, which also was a really, really, really cool match. But again, I think uh, Jimenez showed, you know, his his skill and his prominence in, in taking it back. He was able to take Cade's back, you know. Even though Cade had some 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 decent entries, I think he was working some leg entries and stuff like that. Yeah. But you know, in regulation, Roberto ended up circling to the back and finished with a rear naked, you know. Mm-hmm. Just like he did in the first round. So again, pretty easy. And we we both predicted Jimenez was going to be in the final. Yep. Um, you didn't call that one though. What do you mean I didn't call that one? I mean, you didn't call that he was going to win by back take. I, I I see. There's a dog that I'm talking about. <laughs> I absolutely called the back take. Uh, you called it against Oliveira. Oliveira wasn't there. You mean Johnson? Oh, oh yeah, but that's different. That's only because yeah, no, I that's because technically that's, he wasn't going to be there. Yeah, that's not fair. Yeah. That's not okay. fair. I still called the back take. All right, I'm just letting you know. <laughs> still called the back take. <laughs> back take rear naked joke. Still ended up in the final. Still. Um, and then on side B, which again seems to be the barn burner side, we had Canuto versus Ty Rotulo. Yep. Now, be completely honest. Did you like in the beginning of the match? Obviously, we both said, you know, previously that anyone from match, match three, three could beat is going to be anyone in match four. Yep. Um, did you expect it to be like this though? Did you no, expect the was... match to go even if even if it was a kind of like uh, you know, one person or the other? Did you expect it to be like this? No, not at all. Like I said, I thought I thought uh, match three was just such a strong bracket. Canudo's got the Canudo's got crazy amounts of experience, and he's he's been fighting, you know, on on that high level, high stage for a long time. And and the yeah. Rosillo brothers are still very new to the to the to, to the lights, you know, the the, the, the big show. And oh, he handled that pressure like a champ, man. Oh my gosh, dude, he really like I I did not expect him to be taken into Canudo the way that he was. Um, so with that being said, it was also a split decision. How did you feel that the uh, split decision went? It, uh, went to, I, it, it went to overtime and golden rule. Right. Um, I believe they gave Ty the option, and Ty Ty started in Canuto's guard. Yeah. I think he 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 selected uh, to be in Canuto's close guard. Um, given how the overtime went. Just quick answer. Which one did it, did you feel before the announcement was made? Did you feel that like Ty did enough to to win that overtime? I wasn't mad at it. I I could yeah no I th- I thought he did. What makes you think that he did though? Well, you said anything in particular? Anything particular that made you feel like he had the edge over Canuto? So you said he, so he started off in the guard, right? I mean, and he, there were he basically, basically, yeah. He, were, he were, I did feel like he was making Canuto work. I, I don't think Canuto was as aggressive as he could have been, which is kind of surprising. Here is, here is as as much as I love Ty's performance in that match, here is where I feel like Canuto could have edged it out. They both had uh, back take attempts. 
right? Um, Ty had the first back ticket. We're talking strictly overtime. Ty had the first back back ticket attempt. He, you know, the guard close guard got open and they scrambled and Ty started attacking the back on Canuto. Canuto was able to avoid the back take, but then he reversed it and went in for his own back take. So they each have a back ticket attempt, right? right? However, Canuto had a rear naked choke uh, attempt also. So he had a sub attempt. And I felt that while Ty, I think, was pushing the pace more in the overtime, the sub attempt needs to be weighed a little bit more. I think that if you go for a legitimate sub and the way that Ty defended it was by, obviously, he was defending the back take. So he was rolling out, rolling out, rolling out. They ended up rolling out of bounds while Canuto was attacking the back and the choke. And I think that that's, you got to kind of weigh the submission attempt, you know, more than, than, than just pushing the pace. Yeah, so that's that's another like I mean we go back to the rule set like it depends on what weighs more to them so I'm not like if that like and I'm not saying that that's not what the rule set is but yeah. you know again it's as a whole like I think the rules just need to be like, need, put out there a little be, bit more clear I I, I I I they need to be I think um uh a little bit more clear or or rather i think maybe like before every event like outline the rules outline how they expect the judges to weigh you know aggressiveness and stuff like for example fight to win it's always going to be submissions are weighed first and then if there's no submission attempts then aggressiveness and you know positional control and, and and whatnot so they have like a tier list on like what they weigh what they expect the judges to weigh so that there's a clear indication on who should win um and i think that uh I think that, like, they should have that so that it's not so, like, you know, subjective, I guess. Um, but <laughs> like anyway. This, most of this card was, like, subjective. Yeah. So, anyway, Ty, yeah, Ty won. I, don't, I wouldn't consider that a controversial decision. Uh, I'm not mad at the fact that Ty won. I thought that he yeah, was yeah. aggressive from beginning to end. Right. Um, I personally probably would have weighed the submission attempt more than the uh, the, the, the pushing pressure because, for me, it's – Who's there to finish the fight, not just, you know, win the match. Right. But uh, I'm really glad that Ty ended up winning because now we set up the final, which is a rematch between Roberto and Ty. It's the second yep. time they fight. Roberto last time handled Ty pretty much like without a problem. And I think that even though we saw the Ty and Canuto match go, you know, with with a lot of intensity and, and it showed like that Ty was game to fight. Right. Um. I still kind of maybe went into the match expecting Jimenez to to really kind of control, especially because he already beat him once and kind of beat him relatively handedly. You know, this match was not that. This match was no. a freaking awesome back and forth. And Ty, yep. oh man, Ty put in the work. Ty was making Jimenez work, and it was it was an, an amazing back and forth. But the reason this match doesn't get my nod for fight of the night. Is because there was a little bit of that like chess game that was a little bit you know stally. You could say they were trying to like out wrestle each other and trying to clinch you know out clinch each other and all that stuff. So it, was, it wasn't Which as we talked as, about as, in the last one also in the last right. It was also. it wasn't as fast paced as right. the Johnny Tama Canuto match. So um, so yeah, that's why it's my vote. So I don't know if you agree with that. I don't know which one what, what you pick as your fight of the night, but that that's why the Johnny Tama Canuto. Fight was my fight of the night. As much as I don't want to give you credit. Yeah. Because you know I'm right. You're you're, you're right. You know I'm right. You're right. 
<laughs> no, that like in terms of action, like no, nothing came close to that one. I mean, it, it like in terms of like, like you said, it's like this one was more like stalling. Like there was some wrestling involved in the stalling. This was a little bit like, more of the the technical chess match, you know. Right. The other Which, one was a shootout. Right. So, Which you can still appreciate a chess match. It's just in yeah. terms of action. Honestly, stuff. to be honest with you, I, I actually cannot wait to see Johnny Tomacanoodle again. I think yeah. I think they need to run it back. I think uh, I think that like... Especially with that ending. Yeah. I'm not yeah, happy. I, was, I wasn't happy absolutely. with that. Absolutely. Regardless, they both put on amazing shows. Right. But anyway, back to, back to Jimenez and, and Ty. So, amazing back and forth in regulation, and then they go into overtime. Uh... You know, Jimenez did Jimenez win the overtime? Pretty sure, right? Yeah. No, it was it didn't with that whole with the takedown. With no, the, no, no. But I'm saying I'm saying like the 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 choice. Oh yeah, yeah. Jimenez and and they started from standing, right? Mm-hmm. So, Danny, you know that's why he's my Robin because he's my lackey. He's supposed to have like all the information that I don't have on hand. Um, you know, so do a better job. But anyway. <laughs> You didn't tell you me there? none of this. Yeah, you told me. All right. Okay. Go ahead. Just continue. <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah. So, in overtime, I believe they started standing. And, again, it was a bit of that clinch game and all that. And, and Roberto was really, like, driving in for the shot. And, and man, uh, um, oh, actually, no, I got to talk about, like, I think Ty. I think Ty was the one that got the... Uh, I think Ty got the uh, overtime choice because in the regulation, I got to talk about this. Um, Jimenez went in for a shot and Ty literally just like forklift, double underhook, picked him up. And then Jimenez had no choice but to pull guard, which gave t- uh, gave Ty the two points, which again, like Jimenez is a pretty big, you know, kind of big guy. You know, he, he's not like a bodybuilder type, but he's long lanking. He has like a pretty big upper body and, the fact that Ty was able to like control that shows like that that hard work of of training under Galval and 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 at Atos and you know training with all these beasts. So um, mad credit to to Ty. But I anyway, I just I just watched it just happen right now. He went right <laughs> yeah, into the so, close guard though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still two points. No, no, yeah. He he, he got the double unders and slammed it yeah. right on top. So this is where the controversy happens in the overtime. You know, Jimenez is shooting a lot. They're scrambling a lot. They're kind of both going for it and stuff like that. Jimenez goes in for a double leg. And Ty, maybe not recognizing or reacting it quick enough, reacted with a a, a ten, what's called a 10-finger guillotine. Now, a 10-finger guillotine grip, you essentially grab your fingers, you know, together and you kind of make like a V. And you put it directly under the uh, chin right on top of the Adam's apple. And you try to have your opponent's head in the center of your diaphragm in the center of your chest and you're applying pressure with your chest as you pull up on your hands for the choke um it is a legitimate choke uh however the you know regardless you know it's it's it it requires a little bit more i think you still need to kind of like pull like close guard and stuff to finish the choke properly and all that it's it's one of those chokes that's like legitimate but it's not like a full-on guillotine. Anyway, the just to set up the scenario, Jimenez shoots in. Ty responds with the choke. Uh, about four seconds go by before Jimenez gets his head free, and then Ty scrambles out to get up. 
He's able to get up within like less than a second from Jimenez freeing his head. But the referees, or at least one of the side refs, wave it off and gives Jimenez the two points. And then so the main center referee agrees and gives Jimenez the two points. And now we have the match called, which depending on the rule set that you use or how you look at it, the the position being established is supposed to be the takedown being established. It has happened when you stabilize your opponent for three seconds or more on the ground. Right. In IBJJF, I believe, or even and including third coast grappling, the the three second count does not count until you successfully defend the uh, submission attempt. Correct. So if I shoot in and you slap on a guillotine and I get my head out, then I'm stabilizing the position for three seconds and I get the points. Right. And so under that circumstance, that's where the tr- controversy kind of happened. Um, the, the commentators were going crazy. They were saying it's not over. It's not over. It's not over. And then the referees waved it off. And, you know, I guess for them, they kind of accepted it or maybe they did it. I don't remember exactly. I kind of muted the commentary at that, this point. But Galvan was going crazy. And he's like, you know, talking to the refs after they've already like, you know, given him and his the, the win and all that stuff. And and uh, I don't know. Did, uh, did you think that was the right call? So I'm actually taking a look at it right now, and everyone just looks mm-hmm. really confused. Right. I mean, I was confused too. <laughs> Even Ty's just like, I don't think he thought that they were gonna like the ref called them both over. I guess he looked like right. he was ready for a restart. And yeah, I think that's a, I think the center and, gref, I think the center ref was about to restart it, but but yeah, um, he literally last second just grabs both their hands and then raises Jimenez, and it's yeah, like, oh yeah. okay, so I guess I guess it's over. Right. So, so did you think that that was the right call? <sighs> I mean, based on, on that rule set that you just based on the rules that you just explained, no, he got up way faster than. But see, watch, here's the okay, thing. so okay, so now yeah. I'm, after literally just watching it happen again, I I didn't even tell that that was the actual takedown because I was expecting something longer, and and now it seems even shorter. Well, if you count it, it's four seconds, pretty much exact. But here's 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 where I kind of differ a little bit. Also, can we point out that they themselves went back on it, which I thought was kind of I didn't like. Well, we'll that. talk about that in a moment. Okay. We'll All talk right. about okay. that in a moment. He's talking right. about their 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 coast grappling, kind of making a statement, you know, kind of uh, making a retraction and all that stuff. But um, the I I do personally again. Mad credit to Ty, um, you know, and all that. I hope we get to, you know, talk at some point and all that stuff. But I kind of look at it as not a legitimate submission attempt. So, therefore, because it's not a legitimate submission attempt, I would consider the control of the position counts from the moment that Ty hit the floor. And well, the reason that, I say that, this, the reason yeah. I say this, the reason I say this is because when you go for a submission like a guillotine or even the 10 finger guillotine, you know, the submission, you you kind of have to wrap your legs around your opponent's body in one way. You got to show that you have, you got to control the body to finish the submission, either in close guard or half guard, you know. When Jimenez shot in and he was able to control the, the legs, he had both legs wrapped up under his arms and in between his legs. 
you know so to me that's not a legitimate submission attempt oh, actually and because yeah, he, does, for he me, doesn't have, and he doesn't have much control of him and his head there either. exactly so because to me it's not a legitimate submission attempt i would count the positional control from the moment that he hit the floor I yeah, because his, his head yeah. is kind of just down. I don't think it's down. It's down. He has a he has a ten it. finger grip. He has a ten yeah. finger grip for sure, but it's not. I don't okay. think that. I don't think that he would have been able to finish that choke from that position in any way. I no. don't think Jimenez was in danger at all from the submission. No, which even is his, why I don't even his body is yeah. His body's not really pressuring his head down either. Okay. Yeah, that's why. That's all why right. I don't consider it a legitimate submission attempt. Um, and so, so that's where that's that's where I see it. You know. Um, I could be wrong. Uh, regardless, the the issue that I have over here is the referees. So the ref either needs to make a decision. He either has to, you know, wave it off at the three second mark, not ignoring the submission attempt, or he has to make the submission attempt valid and let Ty get up. The fact that the middle ref didn't stop it, right. you know, at the point that um that 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 he was still holding the head after the three second count shows to me that the ref considered it a legitimate submission. Right. So if the center ref considers a legitimate submission, then you have to kind of let it go. Kinda, yeah. So now this goes to the next point where the side ref can stand up and suggest two points. The center ref then does not it does not get to make the decision on whether he agrees with the side ref. The second side ref is supposed to agree. And if both side refs agree, they overrule the center ref. The center ref can't just look at a suggestion from one side ref and then change his own mind. Does that make sense? Yes, but is that is that for sure what they've established? I mean, that, with the this thing rule that, set, that, like, well, I, the I don't thing know. is that that's kind of the norm when it comes to IBGGF ruling, which is the way that they're ruling. They rule right. using okay. IBGGF ruling standards, which is why there's one center ref and two corner refs, right? You know, and based on those standards, they they you know. They, they should be following the same uniform policy where if the center ref, for example, if I'm a center ref at an IBGGF final and I don't count something as a sweep, um, but one side ref stands up and gives two, he's making a suggestion. The center okay. ref then needs to look at the secondary, the, the other corner ref. And if that corner ref stands up and gives the two, then the center ref has to then overrule and give the two points because the but outside ref overrules his decision. The center ref is still the main referee giving the points. So they, I think they need to kind of like be, it's it's more on the referees than anything else. Right. And now this goes to, so obviously, you know, Jimenez won. Um, and after all the controversy, like the day after, Third Coast Grappling put out a statement that, after reviewing the the footage and this that and the other, they retract the win from Jimenez. They took away the win, so he no longer has that win in his column. They declared it a no contest. Although, of course, Jimenez gets to keep his money. Right, that's but what they said. I think like, that the ten grand, but I think that that's really disingenuous because I think if, so too. I was not. Yeah, happy you know. That's not cool. Yeah, it's, it's it looks you gotta stand by your event. You gotta stand by your referees. Your referees make a mistake. You can make the correction in the future by having a clearer um I guess uh understanding of the rules by the general public and the referees, and you can take steps to make sure that it doesn't happen again. But the event already happened. You can't take away the decision that the refs made, even if you try to take it away on paper. The only thing that you do, you end up discrediting you know, the, the, the event itself. Um, if you're going to make it a no contest, then you should then technically take the money back. Because if you make it a no contest, then you're saying that like, Ty also, 
that Ty didn't lose. Right. You're saying Roberto didn't win, but then you're also saying Ty didn't lose. However, one person gets to keep all the money. And that's where I think it's kind of messed up. You know, unless unless they they gave Ty some sort of a financial restitution, you know, because of the event, I think that that would have been okay too. I actually think that would have been better if they had said, you know what, like this isn't how I would have wanted the uh, match to end. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and give Ty a bonus check, a fight of the night check. Actually, I think it's something that they should do. You know, give like let's say. You know, a couple grand, whatever they they can spare or afford. I think that they could probably like make an incentive for like a fight of the night to be like a three thousand dollar check or five thousand, whatever it is. Right. You know, to really put on that show. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think, I think that 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 was kind of unfair, and and that's that's another instance of you know I think Third Coast Grappling has like caved into like social media pressure before. Yeah, but it was. Um, I feel like so. This is this is like them caving into social media pressure. Like there's so much like talk, this, that, and the other. And again, for me, I felt like Jimenez did technically I, still win. I didn't so. think they needed to backtrack at all. Like they yeah. should just leave yeah. it at that. Stand by your decision. Move on to the next yeah. one. Like yeah, not, make, like you know, evolve, get better. What did what good did you do by retracting somebody's win? You know, but then yeah, letting nothing. them keep the money. Literally, everyone lost in this except like Jimenez. But even then, right, he still lost his W. Well, like. Right, because now it's not now his win isn't considered a real win, which right. again it could be up for you know debate and all that stuff, but but it's, leave it, it at that sucks. You know, yeah, leave because, leave the public, you know, yeah. uh, leave the leave everyone on social media to debate it, but you made your decision, stand by that. Like, yeah, yeah, because the thing yeah. is, like in their statement, they didn't make any kind of statement about like moving forward. We're gonna you no. know do this. We're gonna make sure our referees are better, you know, better trained and this that, and the right. other. You know what I mean? They didn't. They, that, that's what you need to do. You yeah. need to show that, like, in the next event, this isn't going to happen again. Right. You know, I don't care. Like, you could re- like retraction or no retraction. That doesn't change or my mind about how the event's going to happen. And this is where, like, I think they did an amazing job matchmaking. Right. I was going to say, I was like, and now, you, now you're taking now you're taking away from what was a great like. Yeah. Event. Exactly. Exactly. So. So anyway, I mean, that was the Kumite Five. Um, you know, I think it was again. It was a really exciting event, despite like, you know, I think in my opinion, poor production. But, um, and uh, you know, I mean, again, like I think that like they're gonna get better with time. I just wish they would kind of just put a little bit more effort into being better now, because they have the examples. They have all the tools to be good. Exactly. They got the money. They got the money for it. I was like, all right, this is like obviously it's a smaller company, a smaller brand, I guess. Sort of. I mean, like, I mean, all right, of, compared, right? Like, I'm compared to like, like the big. They put sport. on look. They 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 put on as many fights as fight to win. And if you compare this tournament versus the last tournament, oh, they yeah. had way more superstar fighters in this one right. than they did in fight to win or who's number one. Even though who's number one had like you know six big top guys, you know this one had. If you just look at this this bracket alone with Canudo, Jimenez, Oliveira, the Rotulo brothers, uh, Tama. You know, Taza, like this is this this is a whole bracket full of amazing names. And that doesn't right. even go into, you know, the, the Felipe Andrew Max and Menes match, you know, which two huge names also, which a huge slam happened in that match. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. That match is another great one. Um, but uh, won't spend too much time talking about that. I just will say that Felipe Andrew is a beast. Can't believe he like literally butterfly, you know, <laughs> Tomonagi. Tsumika Ishii, whatever you want to call the throw, he freaking threw Max Jimenez through the air 
and landed on top of him. Beautiful, amazing throw. I, you know, kudos to him. So, but, uh, but yeah, you know, I am looking forward to the next event. There is an event happening, I think, next weekend or is it this weekend? Fight to win. I believe it's next. This, maybe this weekend. I'm, I'm not I'm sure. Slow right now. Yeah, go do your fight work, to win Jackie. Friday, August fourteenth. Oh, okay, so yeah, right. It's uh happening this Friday, six p.m. So we'll, we'll we'll probably review that for you guys next week, but. I've been holding Danny in the dark and we are going to be, um, you know, announcing something, you know, right here. It's going to be pretty cool. Uh, 1-800-KILL-OFF-DANNY or 1-800-KEEP-HIM-OFF? No, 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 no. I said after, I said, that's, that's after, that's, <laughs> that's after uh, 10 episodes. We'll do that. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, no. Um, so we're going to have a special episode that's going to be coming out on Monday. And we are going to have a special guest. I will be interviewing the man himself, Johnny Tama. Oh, okay. So, all right, I'm all right with uh, this. Yeah. Um, we'll have uh, that episode should be coming out early next week. I'll put out all that stuff later on for you guys. But you guys, this is also first. you telling me to edit this episode by next week. Well, yeah, duh. Okay, yeah, I know. got it. Cool. So, um, but we're gonna talk all things about this past uh tournament orders like fighting canoodle and what he's got on the horizons as well as um you know his instructional the aggressive open guard which again i've been studying on my own it's freaking awesome so um you know can't wait to sit down with johnny and talk about that johnny and i have been friends for a while now and uh this is gonna be pretty cool he's gonna be our first guest on our interview series and we've got a lot more interviews coming up too so you know stay tuned that's pretty fucking cool (laughs) <laughs> Damn, uh so, you couldn't tell me that like so that didn't right, nah yeah, man i wanted just, to get i wanted to catch your cool. reaction on that's the air. i know that's fucking awesome <laughs> yeah i wanted to catch your reaction on there so you know excited for that anyway that's gonna do it for us i think um i'm gonna go back to plotting how to kill off danny i mean how to you know plot the next episode it's gonna be a phone poll also we're gonna do it I don't know who's going to pay for the phone bill, but figure it out. It's most likely going to be an Instagram poll. Don't kill me off, guys. Come on. I'm funny. you real funny. All right. I'm just going to come back with a different name. Sure. Okay. All right, guys. My Robin costume. That's going to do it for us. Um, Once again, please. Like, rate, share, subscribe, tag your friends, tell everybody about us. Um, it's 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 been a lot of fun so far. This is only the fourth episode that we do, and um, it's been a ton of fun trying to, you know, engage with you guys online as well as uh, you know, come up with you know product and things to review and discuss and all that. And it's it's you know it's it's cool to nerd out about jujitsu off the mat. So and we're learning um, stuff. I'm learning a shit ton of stuff. So this has been fun for good. me. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, catch you guys later. Once again, this is Gabe. And Danny, Danny. be safe, guys. Later. Peace.